Hello guys and welcome to another MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Olson. Today I'm joined by Mr. Max Hartman. The newest, How are we doing? Very well. The newest barbell club coach. The newest, yeah. Rumours, uh, the rumours are true. The rumours are true. true. Um, how you doing, mate? It's been a been a while. Why don't you fill the fill the members in with what's been going on? And it's been about six years since you've done a, oh, done a podcast. Um, a so uh, it's, it feels like an honour to have you here, and uh, we better crack on because I'm paying by the hour. This might, oh, be, no. uh, this might be an expensive um, uh, poddy. But yeah, no, it's been really good. Like I say, it's um, since the last time I was on. It might was it still lockdown last time I was on? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, but yeah, really good. Like I say, it's been a really good few months. Jim's um, as busy as ever. Jim, Jim seems to be going strength to strength. My, my client base has been really good. And then obviously it's, um, it's really nice to get involved with the classes. I have my, my first two barbell clubs this morning. Um, good group as ever. Um, yeah, so just really, really, really excited to build towards the end of the year. Um, I think it'd be nice for everyone to have a little bit of a break over Christmas. But um, yeah, it's been a great few months. Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, for, for those who... Um don't know which is probably most people but uh, Max is getting involved uh, a little bit more obviously he's been a, a massive part of the the team for you know a number of years now um, but we've kind of come together and you know come to an arrangement where Max is going to come on board and teach a little bit more of our of our classes in terms of uh, especially with the barbell club mm-hmm. um, and doing a little bit of coaching within that as well um, something that really makes sense for us as a business to have his expertise um, on board, um, you know, and uh, strengthen the, the team even, even further. So um, still obviously, you know, uh, very, very busy in the clinic and uh, mm-hmm. doing, doing the same as always, but yeah, yeah, just uh, get, being involved a little bit more with the actual, uh, with the classes, uh, with a little bit of um, the kind of business development type stuff as, as well. Um, so very exciting times. Exciting uh, MSC indeed. performance. Exciting um, had a good class this morning to to, to kick things off. Obviously, yeah, been coaching yeah, yeah. a long time, but mm-hmm. obviously doing you know with Max, we've had Max obviously you know focusing on the one on one side of things. Now coming into the group, mm-hmm. how was that sort of you know change of yeah, dynamic? You know what? It, it was really good fun. I, I haven't actually coached a group since since my time in uh, working with, with sports teams going back a couple of years now. So it was really nice, but um, it's the, the ease of slotting in this morning. It's kind of testament to show that. You know, the members really, they all turn up, they all work really hard, they all really pay attention to the programme. Obviously, they've been getting coached in that session by um, by guys like yourself, um, by Luke and by Sonia over the last few weeks and the last few months. So, it's just it was so easy to just come in, slot in, say, you know, how are you doing, guys? Go through a little bit of a warm-up. But everyone understands the programme, everyone understands what they're meant to be doing. Um, everyone's got their own stuff to be working on. Obviously, it all, as the Barbell Club members will know, you know, it follows a kind of uh, a template program, but then it's individualized to, to everyone's needs and their own exercise selection is factored in. But um, it just shows everyone turns up, they know exactly what they need to be doing. They go straight there, start setting up. And it's just a really, it's a really good group to coach um, and, and everyone gets the most out of it. They know what they're doing. There's no real dead time in there. Um, and I can just crack on with saying, look, this looks good for you. Maybe change it a little bit here and there advising on um, kind of intensity, advising on load selection, adjusting little bits of form and technique. But um, yeah, just, just, it, was, it was easy to slot in because everyone knows what they're doing, which is great. I think that's a really important thing about the Barbell Club is like you say, everyone everyone knows what they're doing. And but you know, by that, obviously, you know, we're still doing a hell of a lot of coaching and tweaking and programming. But that's, you know, testament to the way we work in terms of, you know, any idiot can give anyone, you know, a workout, you know, a workout of the day and, 
you know, and, and give you a good good blowout. But the whole thing of MSC and one of you know the, the you know core values is the education side mm-hmm. of things, and you know we want people to be um, you know self sufficient, you know, to mm-hmm. to to you know a, a certain extent where, like you say, they, you know, they come in, they're cracking on, they they've learned as they've gone along, you know, the the, the basics you know, why they're doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. the essence of the programming, the the basics of the hinge, mm-hmm. the basics of the squat, the push, the pull, the carry, um, which is a really important thing, I think, for, um, you know, sustainability, you know, mm-hmm. consistency and sustainability, two words that, you know, I use a, use a lot in these podcasts when we're talking mm-hmm. about, like, training progress, um, rather than just coming in, getting a random beasting, there's a, there's a process behind yeah, everything. Exactly, and, you know, obviously with... Um, things like the RPE scales in there, I think a lot of the time it's something that people just don't have an appreciation for. A lot of time, if you're training on your own or you haven't had coaching or you've just started to get into the gym, you've realized you need a program, you've gone online and found your first five by five or you found, you know, a, a body part specific split from your local influencer. Um, and, you know, I think things like RPE, um, understanding why that you're you're tweaking exercise selection based on your own mechanics and your own capacity and your own kind of movement quality and your own awareness of your body and people just don't tend to appreciate that kind of thing and it's something that is lost in translation if you just have a, a template program from an online source yeah. um, but to really see people come in and say right okay well I'm new to this so I've got this is why I've got this exercise so I've got a, a goblet squat as opposed to a low bar squat for example or it's why I'm doing hand supported split squats instead of a, you know, a Bulgarian and things like that. Yeah. Um, but then to, to sort of see people taking an appreciation of selecting their weight based on RPEs and then combine that with the weight they lifted last week, mm-hmm. it's just really nice to see people working through that and actually have, yeah. you know, a real tailored program and coming from so a lot of my client base, it's all, it's a lot of one-on-one stuff. So I get the, the ability to really put, um, a lot of one-on-one time for programming people and really being individualized, but it's great to see people taking that into their own hands and really being able to progress through a, a really nice system that's still tailored to them. Yeah. I think like the, you know, the, the application we use is, is massive as well. Like you say, with the recording data, oh, yeah, massive. Um, you know, especially when it comes to, to strength training, you know, it's the same with conditioning as well, but perhaps to, you know, a lesser importance, but you know, with the strength, with the strength work, it is, you know, essential that we're, you know, recording data, we're working off that and we're looking to, you know, we're looking to improve because, you know, as, as most of us should, you know, will know now with, you know, strength training, we need to, you know, create, you know, a new stress, new stimulus to facilitate an adaptation. And, you know, if we're coming in and we're not really, you know, we're doing three sets of 10 on a certain exercise or five sets of five on a certain Mm -hmm. exercise, and we're just kind of like, you know, just going for a certain weight, the same weight every single time. There's no new stress, no new stimulus, and therefore there's no facilitation of an adaptation. Whereas using the, you know, using the the app that we that we have, which of course feeds back to our coaches who can keep an eye on the on the loading, um, we can ensure that there's you know there's always that. That, that, that tweak whether it's a, a change in volume a change in intensity mm-hmm. a change in tempo whatever it might be so that we can you know we can we can keep that progress and not getting stagnant and i think that's one of the big things about the barbell club is 
you know, people will go and try, you know, a bit of, you know, a bit of strength training or lift, you know, just lifting weights, and you get those, you know, get those beginner gains because if you the go from gains, yeah, if you go, gains. if you go from nothing to something, like you're gonna, you're mm-hmm. gonna improve, but then very shortly, you know, uh, things can become stagnant. I think that's one of the main importances of having a coach is to, you know, is to, is to you know, keep an eye on that and make those those tweaks and yeah. changes. And I think it's a big thing with the barbell club is. You know, yes, everybody needs to squat, hinge, push, pull. You know, we're working off that that template. But like you say, the individualization, mm-hmm. um, you know, is is really what sets it apart. We've got, you know, a lot of the guys are in their fourth block of the current cycle now. So in a couple of weeks, they'll be testing and trying out some one rep maxes. But then we've got some guys who have uh, joined more recently or, you know, perhaps they're just not ready for that kind of intensity, that kind of load. Mm-hmm who are actually on a different rep scheme mm-hmm. even. Um, and I think the Barbell Club works really well because, you know, again, like each of those guys have got their own coach to to, to keep an eye on that. And make and sure to, it's where it needs to be. And make sure it's where it needs to be, and, yeah. And I'll, I'll jump in. I know you are saying, you know, about how you've got to always have that um, fresh stimulus in there. You've got to make sure that week on week you're, you're doing more in some way. You know, you're lifting more weight or you're doing it for more reps, you're adding extra sets and whatnot. But equally as well from things I've seen with a lot of beginners who uh, all of sort of beginner to intermediate lifters and a lot of people who are generally kind of newer to the gym when people are left to their own devices the amount of times I've seen people get in the gym completely smash themselves for two weeks and then wonder why they're not pushing forwards actually because a lot of time people go too hard too soon go too heavy yeah, 100%. and and for beginners and intermediates there's a, there's a lot to be said for you know kind of moderate weight doing more reps accumulating more volume just because you get to practice the skill of lifting a little bit more. You yeah, know, and that you, builds the consistency yeah. and the sustainability, if, if, doesn't if it? You've, if, you've never, if you've never been in the gym before and you go and just start doing one rep maxes, you might be in the gym for an hour. You might be in the gym for you know the first six weeks. And you've barely done any reps. you barely lifted a bar mm-hmm. because you're doing too heavy. You have no chance to practice. Whereas guys who, or, or who come in you know, the first few weeks or first few months or you know, to some extent the first couple of years, get away with doing a lot of reps under the bar getting lots of eights lots of tens lots of 15s lots of kind of easier stuff and i think it goes back to what we were saying about having a coach just as as it's important to make sure you're having a fresh stimulus and you know making sure that stimulus isn't too much and making sure people aren't getting ahead of themselves and trying to run before they can walk and again like we said it fosters the consistency and makes sure that actually if you get into a program you're able to follow that and progress for 16 weeks not 16 days sure um so again i think it's just really nice to see people um who might otherwise you know some, some of the people we had in this morning are fairly new um a couple of guys have only been in there for a couple of weeks but it's really nice to see them getting in they're, they're full of enthusiasm they're really keen to be training they're really keen to be working but it's nice seeing them come in and say right i've got deadlifts at seven rpe i've got a couple of squats at seven rpe Bit nice. of discipline, looking at the longer yeah, game. Exactly, you know. and, and appreciating why you're putting that kind of structure in place. Whereas the amount of times they're simply becoming four, and they say, right, I've got a set of six deadlifts, which mean I've got to pick up a weight where on the sixth rep, I'm close to failure, or I'm grinding to get it up. Whereas as a beginner, as someone that's been in the gym for two weeks, you don't need to do that, and you probably haven't earned the right to do that as well. So unnecessary. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just it's, it's just really nice to see, and I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I took away from this morning is, you know, it's just good to see people doing that. Whereas one of the biggest mistakes I see, especially working with, you know, the injury clinic, where a lot of the time it's people who have picked up injuries, picked up niggles. The 
the amount of times where I'm working with people and it's the first conversation we have, it's not a question of, oh, you're really tight here. It's not a question of this muscle's weak or this muscle's tight or you lack control. So much of what we talk about is just proper appropriate load management yeah. and how to structure your week and how to manage fatigue and how to make sure that actually you're balancing your training with your ability to recover. A lot of time, my job is about pulling people back and saying, right, you need to just back off a little bit, pump the brakes for a couple of weeks, recover and build up from there. Um, you know, something like Barbell Club, it's going to put me out of work. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, what, it's what a lot more people need is that appropriate load management and, like I said, balancing that stimulus and recovery and making sure that everything you're doing is progressing at an appropriate pace. Um, yes, progressing. Yes, making sure you're building week on week, but just making sure that that is the, the right speed and the right um, the right jump up week to week. Do you think, like, without you know um, sounding you know too arrogant and blowing too much smoke up our asses, like you know, do you think that's a one of the sort of step ups from like you know your your, your PTs to like good experienced mm. strength coaches? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Is load management you know creating enough stress and stimulus to to get better but not too much that you know we're overloading and we're getting injured and we're burning out too fast Mm. so that therefore we can you know we we talk about it all the time again using those two words consistency and sustainability you know forget your six-week transformations like forget it you know you know it's it's long-term you know long-term results and building good strength and good health is a is a is a lifetime journey not just a six-week transformation um and in order to you know in order to do that it is about managing the workload Mm. in the right you know at the right level you know and I, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that um, it's probably it's quite hard to put it into words that sound like you're slating too many people, but um, I think a lot of it probably comes from the background of, of education coming from like sports science and strength and conditioning. Because a lot of what you're taught about is about um, really developing physical qualities of strength and power and actual fitness, as opposed to just working out how to get people eating less and move, moving more. And, you know, the idea of stimulus and response and stress and adaptation and proper load management, keeping fatigue to a minimum, that is all really, really important when we're trying to get people to be stronger, fitter, more robust, when you're trying to get people to perform better, especially in the realms of a, of a sport. Um, whereas I think if your background is purely coming from, you know, aesthetic, so to speak, or from PT qualification, where a lot of what people are going to talk about is right. This person needs to eat less and this person just needs to train harder and harder and harder and do more and more and more. Um, and someone who might go to a PT with the idea of, right, I'm trying to burn as many calories as possible in the next hour. I can try and lose as much weight as possible. Um, I think having that kind of, that idea of managing stress and response and that idea of trying to get someone fitter and more capable, I think actually in a roundabout way, it probably achieves those body composition goals better in the long run anyway big time because again like we said it yeah. facilitates adherence it facilitates people sticking with the program for a much longer period of time there's the amount of times you'll see someone go to go to a coach or a pt and again like i said this is not me bashing pt yeah. qualifications i've seen people with sports science degrees who are equally just like who are terrible and i've seen people who are who've done a six-week pt course with some of the best coaches i've ever worked well, with. They've, they've upskilled themselves yeah, they've exactly, done the right reading 100 percent but i think like i say it's it's the, the difference is you know if you're really training for long-term improvements in physical qualities like that sooner or later the body composition changes you're going to follow 
I think like, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I agree. Um, f- firstly, I agree with like, you know, it, it's fantastic to have the sports science background, uh, you know, masters, strength conditioning, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, equally there are some good coaches who just go through that, that PT process. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think like working with, you know, having, having a background working in, in sport and working with athletes, that's quite an interesting thing, actually, and uh, maybe I've not given it too much thought before, but I think that does really help with, you know, working with the, the general pop in terms of building, you know, that lifelong strength mm. and that load management and making sure, like, again, we're getting that that stimulus just right, not too much, not too little, just getting that right so that we can get that, that long-term development. And I think, like you say, like working with, you know, having a history of working with, with athletes, you know, is you know is really beneficial in regards to that because yeah. if you think back to like you know when you know, you're working at uh was it carve leicester tigers yeah it doesn't it doesn't like to talk about it doesn't like to talk about it um and uh you know and, and you know we've got obviously luke on board who's you know working with competitive powerlifters you know myself you know pre-MSE you know had a you know, did a lot of work with the with the armed forces and a lot of stuff with rugby you know in rugby league and like with that is you know and, and Sonia with her weightlifting as well so like with that there's always that like you know big thing for you in a field sport you know games week to week mm-hmm. was uh you know obviously making sure that people are getting the right level of training stimulus and recovery mm-hmm. so that they can perform on a Saturday so you know, a big part of that job is like making sure people are, you know, fit to take the take the field as well as obviously yeah, getting yeah. the improvements in strength and power, et cetera, et cetera. And with that, that kind of forces you to, you know, really think about that training dosage and mm-hmm. load management and looking at a long term. There's no point you, you know, if you're a, you know, if you're a cov and you're, you know, you're, you know, best three players get, you know, put, pull up with a soft tissue injury because the training management's not right. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big issue. And then, you know, obviously with someone like, you know, Luke with Sonia, slightly different because, you know, the competition isn't as regular. Mm-hmm. So not playing weekly, but like there might be, you know, a comp every, you know, 16 weeks or 12 weeks. But that still gives you that like, right, we're not going to burn out in four weeks. We're not going to burn out eight weeks. Like, you know, those guys will tell you themselves, like the first couple of blocks, you know, there's a lot of, you know, five, sixes, eights, Mm. like there's a lot of, you know, focus behind refining technique, even an experienced, you know, um, powerlifter like Luke, for example, would be like, you know, block one would be like refined technique, tempo Mm. work, pause work, pin work. And it's about the long term. Yeah. Uh, you know, game, and it was you know same with me with the military guys was like a big job for us was right. Here's the data. Look at the look at the injury rates. You know, you got guys going through you know um, you know marine or special forces training camps going getting injured. A vicious circle, vicious mm-hmm. cycle because they were too weak and the training loads were too high. So it was about like right, how can we get these guys? Okay, we of course fresh. We, yeah, exactly. And getting that training that was a big part of it, not just like getting them you know like you know with obvious performance like increases it was like right how do we stop these guys breaking Mm. um and that was a big part of it and then i think you kind of transfer that over that mode of thinking has come across into barbell club and into metcon and everything we do here where Mm. it's like you know health and fitness should be a life long 
pursuit. Right? Yeah. That's not to say you can't make amazing progress in six weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, because you, you can and we've seen it. Yeah. But like, you know, you need to get in that mindset of like, this, this is a lifelong it's a thing. thing. It's a process. And with the, you talk about the aesthetics type of thing, like, you know, the, for me, the best aesthetics I've seen on people are guys who, you know, whether they are sprinters, rugby players, um, bodybuilders, like even if they're training like in a very bodybuilding specific way and competing, they do play the long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've achieved, they've either achieved those physique through incredible genetics and, and picking their parents wisely. Yeah. Um, or they've done it through accumulating training over the course of a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, it's um, like you were saying about the competitive athletes, if you work in the field sports, they've got to be, they've always got to be getting stronger and fitter and faster. But at the same time, they've got to be fresh and ready to, to perform every Saturday in the game. Again, same with Luke and, and Sonia and their competitive strength athletes. They've got to build into something where they know they're going to be ready to peak every, like say, 12 to 16 weeks. Now, if you're complete sit at home, no competitive sport, like I say, it might be that it's okay to bounce from week to week, just week to week, just being very fatigued because you're eating nothing, you're training loads, and your coach just wants you to do more and more every session. But at the same time, like you've got to realize that a lot of people that we work with, um, yes, they want to look and feel better and they want to be healthier, um, but also they don't want to walk around all day feeling starved and feeling exhausted and having to kind of crawl to the bathroom every morning because they're just aching and sore. Yeah. So it's about, you know, it's about performing better. It's about looking um, and feeling better. It's about being healthier, but it's about doing it in a way that you're actually going to enjoy. Um, and again, like I say, if you're just not eating enough to recover and you're training too hard to recover, you're just not going to enjoy it. And ultimately, that's going to stunt the, the kind of the adaptations you get. It's going to stunt the progress you make, um, and it's going to stunt your ability to to stick with it. So, um, like I said, although we're in that kind of mindset of having performance as a as a goal to some extent, I actually think in a roundabout way, in a secondary way, it's probably the best way to start facilitating as much adherence as possible. Yeah. Um, and actually achieving those goals, even if they're not strictly what you're going for in the first place. hundred percent. It all, all links into one for me. I think like, you know, if we're talking about like strength and conditioning, you know, it, it, if we're, if we're doing everything we're talking about now, if we're doing that in the right way, so we're getting strong, we're doing our conditioning, we're doing it in a way that is like looking at, you know, minimal doses to achieve, mm -hmm. you know, sustainable uh, progress, then we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna achieve the right levels of training fatigue. We're gonna, you know, in the recovery aspect, like you say, you're not gonna be, you know, crawling around, exhausted, not able to focus at work, you know, not being you know, not being able to do the things you wanna do at home. Um, you know, and inducing way too much fatigue and then, you know, we know that like, you know, if you're if you're starving yourself of too many calories and you're in too much of a calorie deficit that is very hard to sustain and you know again the energy levels drop off the mm. cravings for bad foods drop off uh, you know inc increase um so i think like if you if you're doing all these things at the right level the aesthetics will will be there yeah they come the aesthetics they come. will be they there come. like because let's say you're not too you're not too exhausted where like you know you can't do like say if you come in and absolutely beast yourself and you burn a thousand calories in an hour session mm. but then you can't move for two days and your activity levels are near zero then obviously over yeah. the course of the week a thousand calories is dropping the bucket at that point exactly mm. like if you're consuming you know two and a half three thousand calories a day 
over the course of a week, a thousand calories, you might have an amazing session, but then, you know, you can't walk for two days, you're eating shit because you're, yeah. you're just battered. Spend two days overeating because you think you feel like it's a quick way to recover. Yeah, and 100%. Again, um, like I say, that kind of boom and bust mentality and that kind of, um, yeah, that kind of, that, that all or nothing mentality and that all or nothing approach where you're trying to go 100% in your conditioning, you're trying to go really, really low on end on the calories. It's just, um, yeah, it's, almost, it's very counterintuitive. It seems like the quickest way is just to do more and eat less. But again, like striking the right balance and saying, right, let's do 10% more and let's eat 10% less mm. as opposed to saying, right, I'm going to flog myself and starve myself. Um, and also, what makes you think that, like, if you're going zero to turbo, like, what makes you think that's going to be sustainable? Like, if you're going from, yeah. like, not going to the gym for six months to, like, absolutely balls deep for six weeks, like, what makes you think like yeah yeah you're gonna be how able to how, how are you gonna how are you gonna stick with that like you need mm -hmm. to and that's where again you know going back to like the importance of having a coach i think like setting those realistic goals mm -hmm. and like you, you would have had it all the time i've had it you know more times than i can count over the last 10 years but like you know you get that new client come in and they're like yeah i want to come to the gym you know yeah, i want to yeah. do i want to do seven sessions a week you know i want a nutrition plan i want to you know do this do that and it's like, right, okay, let's talk about, you know, the last, you know, the last six months, what have you done? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, I've not been to well, gym because of yeah. X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, right, okay, how many, you know, how, how active are you during the week? Oh, well, yeah, I drive to work, I sit in an office all day, I drive home. Right, okay, what's your food? Oh, takeaways every day. Like, hang on. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, there's, low neck there's, there's easier things that you can do to change that situation than get to the gym every day. Yeah, yeah. It's a question of right, let's get to the gym twice a week yeah. and let's just let's just cook more food at home. Let's Simple. walk to work. Like let's 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 just move a little bit more. Um, and again, like I said, making those ten percent jumps forwards is much more achievable than trying to have a complete and utter yeah. lifestyle change. And that that factors in, like I said, to, to to things outside of the gym. It factors into daily activity. It factors into nutrition facts into healthy habits like sleeping more basic stuff like that yeah, sleeping yeah, yeah. better not having your phone by your bed at you know till early hours of the morning yeah. um but then again like i said i think that that approach and that that mentality i keep going back to it that approach and that mentality is kind of um you know it's what you look for when you're looking to to improve performance it's what we try and kind of feed into the barbell club programs um i say the handbrake comes off a little bit when you get into the metcon side of things but again it's still measured it's why we don't you know, we very rarely see people, members of the gym, who are doing Metcon every single day. Although you, you could with the timetable as mm. it is. Um, you know, we really encourage people, right, if you're doing Metcon one day, get your barbell club in the next day, or get your strength training program in the next day. Um, you know, and it balances out very nicely. I think that mentality and that ethos um, kind of goes across a lot of what we talk about, whether it's on, you know, the online stuff where you're doing check-ins with the barbell club clients and asking them how their sleep is, how their recovery is, how their food's been. Um, and then it's reflected in the programming as well. You know, like I say everything today, people building up to doing head, like sets of four on a deadlift, sets of three on a deadlift, or a couple of doubles on a deadlift, and it's seven RP, eight RP. It's not a question of right, it's a two rep max, mm -hmm. and then next week it's one rep max. Um, you know, that mentality is just filtered throughout everything. I think it's um it's a it's, it's a motto to live your life by. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the philosophy. <laughs> it's um yeah, not not to beat the drum too much, but like it is yeah, the RPE things like real important. How many you know how many times do you see like 
you know, a good experienced lifter miss reps, you know, like, yeah, hitting, you know, hitting like yourself, like with me, like how, how, what, you know, with Luke, like, you know, as a, I mean, his, his sport is a one rep max sport. Like what, what can you do on the platform? You're absolute max, but still like how many times is he going for one rep maxes in the gym oh, so and failing? So like, frequent. you know, you never see, you'll never see these guys really like or very, very, very rarely miss a rep. Mm. You know, it's all training within like, what's capable and that that's not to say like you know we want to be in our comfort zone all the time that's not what i'm saying but like you know it doesn't have to be you know and it shouldn't be like 10 rp yeah. type stuff the actual the actual effort you have to put into training to get stronger and get fitter is not what a lot of people think think it is mm. people assume, yeah people people see uh, and like i say i think it's just that going back to the rpe scale it's just something that i think is you know i had a couple of people in the class this morning who are relatively new to it you said, oh, I'm still getting used to this idea of RPE because all the people that have trained in other gyms and have trained with other coaches in the past, they've just never used it. And it's, it's something that you could easily write down on paper, you know, one set of 10 or three sets of five or whatever. But there's, it's, there's a whole dimension to that and there's a whole variable that hasn't even been factored in, which yeah. is the RPE and the effort. You know, like I so said, you could do five fives for six weeks and the whole program could be five fives, next week five fives, next week five fives. And again, if you're progressing RPE, saying right, two weeks at seven, two weeks at eight, and then a couple of weeks at nine RPE, you know, it's a whole dimension, it's a whole variable that needs accounting for. But people will go months and years of training without ever knowing what that is. Yeah. And almost just kind of every week is, well, I'm going to do five sets of five at a weight that I can just about lift for five. And it's a surefire way to, to blunt your response, it's a surefire way to cheat yourself out of gains in the long run. Yeah. And it's a surefire way to sabotage your consistency if at any, some point. If only people knew, like, if only beginners knew how easy it is to, like, yeah. make progress yeah. if, you're, yeah. if you're structuring your training mm-hmm. in the right way. Like, you know, we probably all wish we could go back to, like, day one sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think, wow, like, how... Yeah. how very hard for myself at times. Oh, <laughs> mate, tell me about it. Yeah, so, like, you know, pulling yourself back to week one and say, right, okay, let's work well within... Mm. you know our you know our rps and what we're capable of and just be consistent be sensible like all sounds a bit boring but like that is what's gonna you could have five years of that before you just touch the progressions easy progressions um ultimately i think it's we'll go back to kind of very basics like when you're again some some people might be aware of this some people might not be who are listening so it's worth kind of going through it but obviously the the newer you are to lifting weights the the, the less effort and the less it takes for you to really progress. So like people take up the gym, like I said, and go in a hundred miles an hour. Um, but you can work at a six RPE for a year and yeah. do two sets, go in the gym, do two sets of 15, two sets of 15 bench press, two sets of 15 squats, two sets of 15 RDLs or deadlifts done, get out, do it again two days later. Yeah. And it's so easy to just progress as long as you're just gradually nudging the weight up over time. You know, you could do that for a year. You could get by on that for ages there's a lot of, um, you know, it's quite things come in and out of Vogue and things come in and out of fashion. But some people go in and do nowadays, you know, one set of 20 mm. is really, really fa- is fashionable amongst coaches if there is such a thing. Um, but, you know, people who get by on that kind of low RPE stuff for a year, when, once you get to the point where you're getting fairly well trained and you've got some real good training history, that's when you can turn around and say, right, okay, we need to be pushing intensity now. We need to really be building up. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I certainly made it very hard for myself when I first started training because I didn't know any better. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone did. Yeah. Um, but no, I say there's many roads lead to Rome, so to speak. But um, yeah, I think people don't appreciate. Yes, you need structure. Yes, you need consistency. Yes, you need to make sure your recovery and nutrition is is, is correct. But um, you know, the actual efforts you need to put in in the gym in terms of how hard you actually need to work when you lift that bar. Um, you know, for beginners and intermediates, especially that you know the the, the level of effort they need when lifting that bar is actually substantially lower than people think. Hundred percent. I think, um, yeah. I mean, let, let's have a let's have a little chat about, um, you know, coming into obviously we're in November now, coming into Christmas period. Um, for our listeners, they'll know that um, Luke and I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago on training over the festive period, and there was a lot of chat about okay, December's you know obviously a lot of stuff happening socially, Christmas parties, time with family, you know increasing calories for most of us um over the christmas period and um you know just to quickly recap a lot of the chat was about allowing yourself to enjoy that that period mm. you know on christmas day bloody hell eat what you want for fuck's sake you know, just eat what, <laughs> yeah, eat what you yeah. want don't be a nose you know christmas parties go and enjoy yourself and it was about the balance of like going and enjoying yourself um but then just trying to make up for that by, you know, increasing your step count during the week, um, being a bit more, you know, sensible with your food on on your days where you haven't got Christmas parties or you're going out to eat, um, making sure that rather than, you know, if you normally do four gym sessions a week, four strength training sessions a week, you know, make sure you're at least doing two a week, mm-hmm. you know, during that Christmas period. Christmas week, you know, we spoke about, like, you know, I spoke about my experience. So I normally train once during that Christmas week. I have a bit of a harder session, increase my volume a little bit. And, you know, it almost matches what I do in two or three sessions in the week anyway. But like the whole thing was about doing something, not doing nothing, mm. not just writing off, you know, training and food for the whole of December. Mm. Because then when you come back in January, it's it's, it's, a, it's a long, long way back. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I, use the wo- I use the word balance. and But, you know, don't, like don't confuse that with, Oh, let's go out for a meal, but oh, I'll be a bit sensible at a Christmas party. Oh, I won't drink, you know. I'll only have a few drinks. Mm. It's like no, <laughs> have as many drinks as you want. Enjoy yourself. Like go all in with that Christmas party. Go all in on Christmas Day, but then also just go all in on like being sensible outside of that time. Mm. And you know, so I don't know if balance is the right word, but like you know, increasing that step count a little bit. You know, doing simple things like if you if you're going to that restaurant or you're doing whatever, walking there rather than driving there, mm. and basically trying to like you know limit the damage over that over that month is easier than you think. It, you know, Christmas week, okay, you maybe go in the gym once, you maybe indulge a little bit of food, go out for a walk in the morning. You know, mm. go and hit your ten thousand steps. Like, go for an hour walk once a day. Mm. And um, anyway, not to not to completely go over the whole podcast again. But if you haven't listened to it, go back and give that uh, give that a little listen. And what we're going to talk about is we're almost going to you know almost do a prequel to that yeah. and talk about November. Like, yeah. what can we you know what can we do now? You know, to you know lead into that December time. And I I almost. Um... It's kind of it's, it sounds counterintuitive compared to what Mark's just said, and I think what Mark and Luke were talking about um, in the previous podcast. But um, 
I think what a lot of people, and, and, and I've done it before, I know other people have done it before, I know clients that I work with have done it before. When people see, you know, a busy December coming up where they've got maybe a couple of different Christmas parties or they've got some time off work and they kind of accept that December is going to be poor training wise. Um, they see that coming. And as of now, people almost start to drop off now from now. Yeah. Um, and, and they say, right, okay, well, I'm going to hit it hard in January and I'm going to have to have a big January to make up for December off. So um, let's just start taking the foot off the pedal now. And people almost lose, people almost lose November. They lose December. Um, and then like I said, January is this panic to get in yeah. and you're almost coming in and trying to train more frequently for longer when you're inevitably in January, you're trying to train longer and harder when you're almost less fit anyway and, and yeah. less conditioned for it because you've then yeah, had yeah, a couple yeah. of months off. But, um, and you're doing it at a time when the gym's probably busiest anyway, um, because you've got, you know, the, the new client base coming in, there's always going to be the kind of new year, new me crowd. Um, which again, that, that term gets banded around every single year by almost everyone I know. Yeah. Um, but I'd say I'd, I'd flip, flip that on its head. Don't, don't give up on yourself now. Um, you know, treat, treat November as your preseason. Like I said, if the gym's going to be quieter, um, if you know you've got a, a big month coming up, if you train hard now, if you really make the effort to get that extra session in, again, still take into account everything that we've just been talking about in terms of balance and proper load management, um, you know, start striving for that extra session mm. through November. Start striving to, you know, get out for those walks. To, you know, even if you start building in, if, if you're someone that just normally lifts weights or you just normally do Metcon, you know, try something else. Try the Metcon if you're just a barbell club member. Try getting out and doing a run. Um, I know it's not the weather for it and it's just dropped a little bit, but try getting outside and exercising a little bit more. Try having a more active Saturday. Um, you know, tidy up your diet 10% while you can before the Christmas parties kick in. And then actually the pain of January, you, you'd be surprised. It's a hell of a lot easier to, to you, know, um, you know, get back to your best when you've only slipped off for maybe two, three weeks in December. Um, Really, you know, I know we've got, you know, our, our staff Christmas party coming up at the end of this month, which is always, <laughs> which is always a lively affair, I should say. Um, it's always a bit of a lively event. And I know when there's an MSC social, it's always a lively event as well. But, you know, at, you know Christmas parties wise, I know me personally, I, I'm as sociable as next guy. But I don't think we've got much booked in to the very end of the month. So there's still a whole in November where you can really crack on. I know some, some offices or some work do start to, start to kick in as of kind of mid-November. But let's all be honest, you know, as sociable as you are, even if you are getting down to the German market and having a beer and whatnot, you can still have a hell of a month training-wise and nutrition-wise through November. And you can still really, really have some really productive training. Um, and, and like we said earlier, you know, a lot can be achieved in four weeks, a lot can be achieved in five weeks. Big time. I think, like, if you can get this period right, it can really work to your benefit. Mm -hmm. I say November, use that as a big month. So if we're looking at that, like, you know, we're, we're getting that right level of training and recovery management we've talked about, like that, that you know, that uh, minimal gap, that minimal dosage we need to, like, improve. You know, don't be afraid to nudge that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you're a bit more experienced, especially, nudge it up a little bit, push, you know, work, work real hard in, in November. And then, like you say, if we're doing the things that we spoke about in the last podcast in December, managing, you know, everything around Christmas parties and, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, what you'll find is you can actually come back in January in real good shape, like mm -hmm. really, like, well-rested, well, like, so if I take my Christmas week, for example, like, for sure, there's a calorie surplus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's not kid ourselves, yeah. there's a calorie surplus. I've done the absolute minimum I can 
in the gym that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've probably done enough. I mean, it's very rare where like I have a complete week off, but maybe once I'll train or possibly twice. So I've done the minimum I can in the gym just to keep myself ticking along. But like if you add that in, so you've got like that minimal dose in December plus a bit of a calorie surplus, a sensible one because I've done my steps and I've kept active. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've had a week where I've done a thousand steps a day and eating like shit, then that's a different story. But if I've like kept relatively, you know, active, even if it's absolutely minimal dosage and I'm on a calorie surplus and I've had a week near enough off, I can come back in January in real good shape, mm. like feeling strong Yeah, because yeah. I've had a rest and I've been eating, you know, and uh, eating my pigs in blankets and my Brussels sprouts oh. and I'm... Oh, yeah, Brussels sprouts. Um, and you know, you come back full of full of beans, so to speak. Yeah. So if you get that, you, you, you know, think of it like a three month thing. Like you say, you know, get that get that November right. You know, set yourself a little you know mini target of right. I'm just going to push a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you say, that extra metcon, that extra couple thousand steps a day, that extra strength session, mm-hmm. that extra bit of volume in my strength training, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. You know. Yeah, I don't want to use the word overload, but like almost overload, yeah. you know, border on pre-season, 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 Christmas pre-season. <laughs> That's the way you got to look at it. And then Christmas, you know, Christmas time, you know, just that 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 balance. Go and enjoy yourself. You know, make up for it as best you can by maintaining strength and increasing activity level, low level activities. Um, going out for a walk, going out on the bike, whatever it is, um, and then you know. January, if we get if we get that right, January should come back and January's a lot less painful that way. January's a lot less painful. Exactly, exactly. So makes it as simple as that, isn't it, mate? Really? Simple as that. Easy take. Um is there anything else you'd like to like to discuss? No, no, I think that's um we've we've been fairly extensive there. I think we've been extensive. extensive. I think it's been extensive. Good length of podcast, not the longest we've done, but good level of intensity in that good podcast, level of intensity. I think. Good so that's probably a good place to nip that in the book, Agreed. so to speak. Um, lovely to have you on board in the podcast. Always a pleasure Again, to be here. The members won't believe it. They'll see your little face on the on the screen. And, um, a bit of shuffling. There'll be lots of views, few there'll listens. Be, there'll be lots of, uh, lots of excitement. Um, so, yeah, happy days, guys. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, give us a follow Instagram, Facebook, um, and if you're interested, if you're listening and you're not a member of MSC Performance and you're interested in trying it out, we're still taking on people for um, 28 day trials before Christmas. And as we said, November's a great time to hit it hard. Mm-hmm. So hit us up, give us a shout, and we'll catch you next time. Thank nice you. One.